Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Hello, everybody. Welcome again to another edition of the BadgerBlitz.com podcast, of course, powered by Overtime Media. I'm Jay Kokorowski. Senior writer at BadgerBlitz.com, your Rivals.com destination for all things Wisconsin athletics from the recruiting trail inside Camp Randall Stadium. Well, that's being renovated right now, uh, but we're still doing stuff within the McLean Center right now and also on the court of the Cole Center. Hope everyone is having a great weekend. It's right now in Madison. It's near 50, so I'll take it. Obviously, with the fun weather we've had in the past week, Wisconsin concluded its third spring practice yeah, third week of spring practice inside the McLean center on Saturday morning. And of course, Badger Blitz has been there. We've been there for all six practices open to reporters. And of course I wanted to do and kind of continue this. We're redoing. I set this up on Twitter. Uh, feel free to tweet at me at Jake Coco K O C O every Saturday. I'm just going to, after I write up my recap, get all the videos done with Paul Christ, uh, among other things that we need to take care of. I'll do a podcast in mid to late afternoon, just answering your questions on the twitter.com. And so thank you for, we got quite the robust response. So I'm going to try to get to all of them, try to keep this within 25, 30 minutes because obviously it's a weekend and you don't want to have like an hour long thing right now with spring ball, but uh, let's let's dig into this. So thank you all for the questions. I think I got like six, seven, eight-ish around that much right now. So again, I will try to get to all of them, but let's kick it off. First off, someone asked, uh, any noticeable scheme changes on offense, sets, motions, quick tempo, return of the jet sweep? You know, I don't think the jet sweep ever left. I think that you're going to see that within an offense, and we have. Uh, and whatnot during these practices. So I wouldn't necessarily worry about that. Uh, Again, it's still early with these. uh, You have new offensive coordinator, Bobby Ingram. They're still working on installing new things within into the offense. And, uh, you know, it may not be noticeable to fans or casual football fans or, even casual media, you know, it'll depend. You know, I was talking to Logan Brown yesterday about, you know, and a bunch of us, you know, obviously we're asking, what are some of these changes that within this offense? And Logan had said essentially that he believes it's going to be a very explosive offense. He said, maybe an average person won't be able to notice it, but I can tell you in practice, I noticed it. Talking to Graham Mertz earlier this week with the quarterbacks and kind of asked just, you know, would a casual fan, a casual maybe reporter, you know, see a difference from last year to this year? And he said that it would. Again, it's still, I think, too early to be t- to tell because it's only been nine practices, nine spring practices, and we'll see just how, I mean, obviously, in fall camp in August, as we lead up to the September 3rd home opener, the season opener against Illinois State, you will will probably you know see more out of Wisconsin because they have more practices 
that month. So I think it's still a little early, but you know, I think there will be some changes uh, there, there, you know, and I, there's talking to Bobby Ingram earlier this week, just mentioning, he said that there's been different terminology added and different concepts. So again, it's going to be, and you can, by the way, you can check out Bobby's, the full transcription of Bobby's chat with reporters on Monday on badgerblitz.com too. So make sure you check that out. But Again, I think it's still too early to go uh, make predictions or whatnot. Uh, it will be interesting. I think maybe by the end of spring ball, maybe come back to me on that question. I can see what we see after 15 full practices. Heading on to the next question. Looking at the inside linebacker group, how, you know, a couple of questions. We'll kind of address these together. How would you describe Bill Sheridan's coaching style? And does he seem to be gelling with the players and the other coaches? The other question, noticing any difference in coaching strategies at inside linebacker or tight end this year with the new coaches? Bill's past experience at linebacker could have a new wrinkle here or there. I'll take you to a quote from Bob Bostad, and we're going to have this up probably tomorrow on BadgerBlitz.com. We talked to Bob yesterday, and Bob obviously is the – Bob Bostad is the offensive line coach. So you're wondering why are you – why are you bringing up Bob Bostad when he's no longer the inside linebackers coach? Well, he was asked about the inside linebackers – yesterday and he said they got bill sheridan i was with bill in tampa part of the tampa bay buccaneers i told those guys before when they when they didn't know i said listen the guy that we're that we've hired or that we're hiring is going to make me look bad he's that good so that's what bob bostad feels about bill sheridan and bill sheridan for those that don't know decades of coaching experience he has been an assistant coach at the college and at the professional level in the NFL. He's been a defensive coordinator in college and in the NFL. So it's going to be very interesting to see just how it plays out. I mean, right now we're seeing tandems set up with, you know, Muma, Jungmeta, Tatum, Grass at the first duo up. Then you have Spencer Lytle. And Jake Ratzlaff, you have Jordan Turner and Jake Cheney, and then you have Brian Sanborn, Aiden Vaughn. Those are the eight that he's been, you know, working with, and those have been kind of the combinations of two by two, or two by two by two by two, uh, and whatnot. And he mentioned, by the way, that with this group, what he's doing, the the depth chart for the spring has been based off of previous reps for last, you know, based off of last year's play. So obviously it could change. He talked about by the end of spring or at the, you know, at, at the end of spring or after spring, having a set depth chart where then you have two weeks of fall camp to even have more evaluation or make it competitive there uh, as they ready in themselves for the season. But yeah, I haven't necessarily noticed too much. I, I was on the field Earlier this week where, you know, you're hearing Bill and, you know, you know, he was, he was yelling and saying, you know, is one of the drill drills with the inside linebackers and said, that's the drill or good job. And, you know, being vocal, uh, we have a badgerblitz.com article up talking about what Bill has done with that inside linebacker room in terms of building relationships. So I, I won't obviously read this verbatim on our podcast, but what I'll do is, you know, just kind of, you know, rehash, you know, he's, he had players felt kind of like, kind of like worksheet <laughs> information forms, kind of talking about, you know, their personal family life stuff. So he gets to know them because, you know, he was officially hired on February 22nd. And so spring ball started on <laughs> March 22nd. So maybe he's had, you know, 
four or five weeks or so to talk and get to know his players before obviously getting them on the field. You know, you talk and one player in the article mentioned just how I think it was Muma uh, Jung Meta mentioned just how, you know, Bill take a player after practice and say, Hey, how you doing? And, you know, kind of trying to talk with them and, and get to know them better too. And what's affecting them. And, you know, those are signs of a, a good assistant coach in terms of trying to build that rapport early on. And again, we'll see just how much, you know, things change and, you know, with, with this group and it's also, you know, you don't have just have a, a new position coach. I mean, Wisconsin's inside linebacker group will need to replace Leo Chanel and Jack Sanborn. Uh, Sanborn, by the way, was actually at practice today uh, catching, you know, catching some action there inside the McLean center. But, you know, this group obviously will be somewhere, you know, a position group to watch moving forward. Uh, not just obviously these last six spring ball sessions, but also fall camp and into the season. Uh, but, you know, it looks like things are progressing well and you like the play of, of uh, you know, of look steady and whatnot from what I've seen. Uh, one player I'm kind of high up on right now is Jake Cheney, where just a couple of plays he made today where he, you know, had a sack. He blew up Julius Davis on a pass, uh, you know, a blitz pickup, and he had a sack. He also had a nice tackle for loss on Skylar Bell on a on a run by the wide receiver there. So you know, but obviously I've seen stuff from Tate Grass and Mumajung Meta and and whatnot to this spring. So again, stay tuned for that. I appreciate the question there. Let me make sure I got that other question there. Uh, Talking about tight ends, uh, I'm going to reserve comment on that until we talk to Chris Herring, who's taken over as tight ends coach. Used to be the special teams coach at Wisconsin. And I think it's still hard, too, at tight end because you don't have a full room. Now, I'm not saying that you can't evaluate off of maybe someone, you know, a room that has a couple of injuries, but... You look at that tight end room, Cam Large, Clay Cundiff, and Jack Eschenbach have not been practicing. And so what that leaves you, Hayden Rucci, Jalen Franklin, and Jack Pugh. And so it's a, you know, when you have half your room, you know, and it's interesting because Riley Nowakowski, you know, in, in terms of being, he's listed as a fullback, but right now, you know, you also see him, it looks like kind of working in the tight end room or you know, working with the tight ends too. So, you know, you've seen Wisconsin have those players that can be interchangeable in those roles with as a blocking fullback tight end. So it's still, I've liked what, you know, you've seen from Jack Pugh at times uh, in terms of receiving. Uh, Hayden Rucci had a nice catch on Thursday when they were in, you know, it was a lighter practice and they were wearing spiders and shorts. Spiders are just shoulder pads that are lighter. Um, and, you know, Jalen Franklin, I think it's gaining these reps are going to be very helpful going into his fifth year, uh, fifth season at Wisconsin too. Uh, and I want to see more of how Herring and offensive coordinator Bobby coordinator can utilize his athleticism on the field. Because I think that's going to be a huge fact. That could be a huge factor in the passing game if they can find you know ways to get him open and, and have allow him to make plays. So uh, 
Again, going to hold off on tight ends just for now until we can get a chance to talk uh, to Herring and company, uh, which will be coming up soon. So thank you for that. So we are, what, three questions in there here on the BadgerBlitz.com podcast. Uh, Before we go on a break, a quick break, uh, someone asked, uh, please give a Julius Davis update. And I also want to hear about Logan Brown. So though two 2019 signees, right, heading both into into their fourth year at Wisconsin. And Davis, you know, last year carried the ball sporadically, 21 carries, 190 yards, 5.2 yards per carry. He's run hard this spring. And there have been some runs. I thought he had some good runs today. I thought the whole offensive line really did a good job today where just the holes and the openings look crisper. Maybe the line was a little bit more aggressive in their play. And it was fully padded too compared to, um, you know, maybe other practices where they're like Thursday where it's harder to tell if you're, if there's spiders or there's lighter shoulder pads and they're in shorts and helmets. Right. So I think he's done, he's made the most of his reps during these spring practices when you don't have Ches Malusi, Isaac Garendo, Brady Shipper available. You know, they're all, they haven't, in the six practices we've watched, folks, we haven't seen those three play. And we talked about Malusi and, you know, obviously he tore his ACL. And if you go to BadgerBlitz.com, we have audio, we have the video, audio articles up on that. Isaac Garendo has a list Frank injury that he's hoping by summer condition is 100%. Uh, Brady Shipper, we don't know about in terms of the disclosing of his injury or why he is not participating. But this team, you know, team with at running back, you have Braylon Allen, who I think has looked good. And even just in, you know, brief carries where I don't know how much you can make out of it, but the footwork for a 240 pound back like Braylon has looked really sharp, I thought, especially today. Maybe that's recency bias there. But you also have Davis. You know, I think I can. I think he's made the most of his carries there, and it will be interesting to see just how that translates in fall camp, where you have you know, depending upon what happens with Malusi, who's targeting the season opener to be available. You have Garendo, who is a speedster. Uh, that 82 yard touchdown against Eastern Michigan was just a a glimpse of his potential. I thought he ran the ball between the tackles very well against Penn State in that season opener last year. And then you have Shipper, who's you know kind of a third down, down and distance type back, who can pass block well and he can catch the ball out of the backfield well and can run when needed. But I think Davis has done well so far. I think again toughness, running the ball, uh, ability to accelerate, um, you know, make a cut and go. And I think that's shown in the six practices that we've been able to see. You look at Logan Brown, though, uh, you know, starting right tackle. Uh, first team right tackle right now. And going back to Bob Bostad, and you'll see this up. I mean, it's already up. If you guys go to BadgerBlitz.com, we had an article talking about Logan Brown and how he's progressing at right tackle. He said the reason the move, that he moved Brown uh, was, one, because Jack Nelson was going to be moving out to left tackle, which he has been. But he also wanted to have Brown in one place. And that's just Brown, but all the guys. You know, and I'll read this quote here. You know, um, with That's really with all of the guys. When I got the job and I called the guys, I was like, I'm going to work hard to find the best position for you where you're going to be at your absolute best and try to keep you there. And that's where players, in my opinion, get better faster. That's from Bob Bostad on Friday. 
he goes on the reference Kevin Zeitler playing right guard. Now he's kept playing right guard. And so I think, you know, you've seen Brown continue to progress and whatnot. He's still with the first team offensive line at right tackle. Tyler Beach called out how, you know, yesterday about how he believes Brown's pass blocking has gotten tremendously better is the word are the words that he used there. And, you know, again, it's the fact that he's healthy, that the fact that he's able to practice and get reps, I think is, is only going to help him. He's played in 19 career games, but he hasn't started yet in his career at Wisconsin. So uh, this is a, you know, obviously continuing to be able to practice is a, a big key for Wisconsin and for Brown and his development heading into his fourth year in Madison. Real quick, though, let me let's take a quick break, a couple of quick ads to pay the bills. We'll be back here on the BadgerBlitz.com podcast, powered by Overtime Media. All right, let's get back to these questions, folks. Let's look at, you uh, talked about Logan Brown, so let's stay with the offensive line. Let's keep it flowing that way. With Bob Bostad back at the offensive line, how has he looked there, and what do the offensive linemen feel about him thus far? Is he trying any new drills? I haven't necessarily, on that last part, let's address that first. I haven't necessarily paid too much attention to the drills and what's changed compared to Joe Rudolph because there's so much during independent period, so I'm not necessarily sure just those changes uh, and whatnot compared to what Joe did. I will note one thing that Logan Brown talked about, though, however, when he was asked about the biggest difference in the teaching with, you know, Bostad being the new position coach, and he mentioned that, with Rudolph, they did a lot of stuff in the meeting room. Now we do a lot of stuff on the field, quote unquote. And he said they're both beneficial in their own way. I'm reading this verbatim from my transcription, by the way, that I did of, of Brown yesterday. But he likes doing Brown likes doing things on the field. He said it gets a little tiring at times, but what uh, you know what doesn't in this sport? And he like he learns better while doing things. Sounds like a more hands-on learner for Brown. Now that's just one opinion from one offensive lineman, right? Uh, but I did have, and I'm hoping to have this up sometime in the next day or two, hopefully by Monday. But I had asked the lineman. You know, what is, you know, one thing that Bob's doing differently compared to what you've been learning in the past that stood out to you? Some variation of that question uh, in, you know, Michael Fertney, who's been at the first team right guard spot, mentioned kind of different techniques and approaching things a little different. And, you know, he says all coaches have different techniques and different coaching methods. Um, you know, I asked Beach, you know, if there's one area what Bob's doing uh, that's different from what he's experienced in the past. If there's a, you know, is there one key area that's helped him grow? He mentioned beach mentioned kind of the approach, uh, is a pretty physical mentality. Uh, he, he's really like that. Uh, he says it's attack the guys at the line of scrimmage, get movement, get knocked back. And he likes that or he loves that. Um, and then, you know, Jack Nelson, when I asked him about if there's one particular area that, you know, for Bob that's stuck, you know, has instructed, you know, that stood out to him. He said that there weren't, you know, weren't. Would, he wouldn't say there was any major differences. He did say the playbook is different now, but Nelson did call out too, talking about you know, you know, different southern calls, little nuances. But he also talked about the attitude of the offensive line and how it's going to be kind of the anchor. And so that was one thing that stood out about from what Nelson had said too. But you know, looking at even let's see, Bordellini. Uh, who obviously has played center, Tanner Bordellini. And 
with him, he said the ID system is a little different. Uh, and, you know, but he said like the experience of Bostad on the defense, you know, he said you could tell he's coached defense for the past four years. He has a good understanding of what the defense is going to do, what they're trying to get you to do, and he explains it. Okay, this look, here's what the defense is thinking. This is how we should think as an offense, quote-unquote. So you're starting to see some of those differences. Again, we're going to have more of that up on BadgerBlitz.com, hopefully by Monday and whatnot, uh, hopefully tomorrow. But let's just shoot for Monday just uh, to have a little bit of day of rest on my end because we're, <laughs> we've been running six days straight with interviews and then practice. So three days of practice, three days of interviews. Uh, so I need a little bit of a recharge before uh, going back into week four spring ball for Wisconsin. But those are just a little bit of a sampling of what the players have said there. So I appreciate that question. Hopefully I answered that right. Uh, in terms of how he's looked, Bob, I mean, Bostad looks natural back at coaching offensive line. He looks solid for the inside linebackers, but you know he looks at home in terms of coaching the offensive line and going from there. Um, let's see our second to last question. Yeah. Second to last question here on the badgerblitz.com podcast this week. The wide receiver room is very intriguing with Skylar Bell, Marcus Allen, Chim Ray DK. Is there one that you think Mertz has found a good connection with? I'm going to go instantly with DK first and foremost. And it's apparent that, you know, I wrote about it today in our recap that, you know, DK is, I think, you know, clearly the number one wide receiver right now. Uh, he's the one with the most experience within the offense. I know you have Dean Ingram, who's a year older, but he's also, it's his first season as wide receiver compared to being cornerback for the first three years in Madison. But you know, DK, you know, has the leadership qualities. I think there's that connection, even during practice where they, there's an interception by Justin Clark. It's been put up on social media already, but DK and Clark kind of exchanged winning battles. You had the first one is like a red zone period, a variation, like a nine on nine Mertz placed it perfectly to DK who came down with a catch near the back of the end zone. You know, a couple, what was this? Maybe a couple periods later or a period or so later, a drive or two later Clark comes up during a, you know, and then he grabs, you know, he, he, makes a play and when covering DK comes down with an interception from, you know, against Mertz. So going back to my point, what I was trying to say is that after that interception, DK and Mertz were, were talking and having conversations on the side too, in terms of, you know, we don't know what it was necessarily, but that you could tell that they were talking about the play. So I think those two have a connection, even like throughout the day, there was a nice ball that, Mertz through is if like one of the first team periods he goes and he throws a ball into a space where if DK, you know, DK is doing a route going on to the, to the inside Hunter Waller looked like he had an interception ready. Like you could see in his eyes that he was ready for it, you know, and we're by the way, on the second floor of the McLean center, but you can just see Waller, you know, being ready for that play. And all of a sudden you see DK come in and just, you know, grab the ball out of the air with great hands, pulls it in for, you know, a decent gain. And you've seen, you know, even with, I think it was a, might've been a seven on seven period where Mertz threw a ball where Jay Shaw was trying to go for, 
either, I don't know if it was a pick or at least a very least a tip ball up in the air, going for a pass breakup. And DK with the concentration that he had reeled in the pass uh, for a nice gain as well. And so I think, you know, it all starts with DK with that group. I think you've seen others like, you know, Skylar Bell, Keontes Lewis uh, in the past couple of days, I think, you know, make some catches from, from the armor Mertz. Uh, I still like Marcus Allen too. He had a couple of touchdowns today. Uh, those came from the armor chase Wolf. And so, but I think it all starts back with, with DK first and foremost, there's another question too on this. I'll get to this way. Which, which of the wide receivers gets the best separation of the group uh, versus the group of veteran cornerbacks. Um, I, you know, I'll, I'll go with DK. I think it's DK number one. Uh, we've seen, you know, various players during each day make some plays here and there, right? You know, it's, I, I've liked what Dean Ingram's done at times too, where, you know, making a catch and he's had, you know, some good practices as well in terms of relearning that position, relearning, you know, learning an offense compared to being a defender. But I do like what, you know, what I think it goes back to DK and I think he could have a big year. Uh, and it's going to be intriguing just to see. I know I use that. It's going to be interesting. It's going to be intriguing. You know, we'll see what happens. But you know, it is these are storylines to watch within this group, within this offense and team and program for 2022. With just who emerges next, and you know, I think Bell, Allen, Lewis, Ingram would be those. You know, four next up, and we'll see even what the 2022 signees like Tommy McIntosh or Vinny Anthony the second or you know Chris Brooks Jr. Just what they can bring too. As you know, if they're physically ready, if they're able to digest the playbook and go from there when they get here in the summer and into fall camp. Uh, last question before we let everybody go here on the BadgerBlitz.com podcast: Any visitors at practice today, and also any former Badgers taking in practice? Well, yeah, uh, for two for sure. Former fullback Brady Ewing, former walk-on fullback Brady Ewing. Good seeing him uh, there. I didn't get a chance to catch up with him. Uh, after practice at all, but he was there uh, talking to Paul Chris afterwards. Jack Sanborn was there in attendance. You know, we've seen others. Uh, I think last weekend it was Matt Henningsen and there's someone else, a couple players, uh, Logan Bruss as well. So you have those guys, uh, any visitors at practice in terms of recruits? There was someone that tweeted, actually tweeted at me. So I appreciate that. Uh, John, Ross King or John King and looking at his profile on Twitter, 2024 linebacker, outside linebacker, defensive end, tight end is what he's saying. He's out of somewhere out of Jacksonville, Florida and Providence school is his, uh, is the school he attends down there in Florida. So uh, his huddle film, his whole huddle profile puts him at 6'2", 215. So that was one player. He took a picture with Paul Christ there. So another 2024 player that Wisconsin obviously uh, is trying to not just recruit 2023 kids, which they very much are at the moment, but they're also looking at 2024 to start. And then recruiting is now it's multi-year site. You know, it's multi-cycle recruiting now. So now there's also, Brent, I'm hoping I'm saying it right. Hoppy or Hope. Yeah, I think maybe Hoppy, H-O-P-P-E. He is a, an outside linebacker from Beloit, Wisconsin. Uh, rivals, our profile has him at 6'4", 218. Has seven offers, Air Force, Army, you know, Central Michigan, 
Miami, Ohio, Wyoming, among them. Our profile states that he was going to be visiting on the 9th, which obviously is today. I have sent out a message uh, asking to confirm if he had, was out there. I thought I saw him out there, but we are working to confirm that. So hopefully that is a, you know, those are the two that I saw or perceived to see. Again, we're going to work on on confirming Brent if he was down there. And also apologies, I also worked to confirm how to pronounce his last name, and I'll make sure I'll get back to you guys, get back to y'all later this week. So on that note, we're going to take one more quick break, a couple more ads to pay the bills, and we'll wrap it up here on the BadgerBlitz.com podcast. Thank you all for listening to another edition of the BadgerBlitz.com podcast, of course, powered by Overtime Media. Jay Kokorowski here. Please subscribe to this podcast. Google, Spotify, Apple, wherever you have podcasts, that's where we are. Search Badger Blitz there, as well as on our YouTube page. Go to YouTube, search Badger Blitz. We're, we're really doing a lot of great content there. All of our interviews, the, the week's interviews are up on that site right there. We have tons more content coming. We have a weekly Q&A with Clint Cosgrove. Subscribing to our podcast and to YouTube is absolutely free. And we'd love to have reviews too. Give us, let us know what we could do better. We'd love to know. On that note as well, uh, go to wisconsin.rivals.com, badgerblitz.com. Be part of the Rivals family. Uh, subscribe there. I, that one costs money, but right now you have over 40 years of experience between John McNamara, our editor and recruiting analyst, Benjamin Wargle, our senior writer, who's the beat writer for the men's basketball program, and me, also a senior writer that covers Wisconsin football and, of course, our my spot recruiting and all this multimedia stuff too. So give us a chance to earn your business long-term. Uh, get, even try us out for a month and let us know what you think. Uh, we'd love that. And let us know how, what we could do better to you know, obviously be better <laughs> in covering Wisconsin athletics. So, uh, of course, search Facebook, Wisconsin Badgers on Badger, you know, BadgerBlitz.com, Twitter, for John, it's at Mac, McNamara Rivals. For me, it's at Jake Coco, K-O-C-O. Ben Wargle at The Badger Nation. And then Raul Vasquez, our staff writer, at Raul V45. That's it from here, folks. I'm going to get going. I'm going to start enjoying the weekend a bit. Stay tuned for so much more content coming from BadgerBlitz.com this weekend. we got a lot rolling up. So thank you all for listening. Stay safe. Stay healthy. Be well. We'll talk to you next week on the BadgerBlitz.com podcast. Powered by Overtime Media.